I know a lot about golf. It's time for those weekend golf guys. Well, we're waiting. On SB Nation Radio. And on SBNationRadio.com. Here's John Ashton and Jeff Smith. It is us, those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in a radio studio. He is Jeff Smith in a golf cave. Why those locations are important will become apparent as the show goes along. We are going to be talking about a lot of different things, one of which being safety. As we saw from the FedEx Championships last weekend, lightning is a problem when you're on a golf course. There are some things you can do to say stay safe. One of them is not thought, hide under a tree. Okay? Yeah, I thought you were just going to tell everybody I'm in a cave because I'm a cave dweller. <laughs> but the truth is, is that my golf cave is cooler than lots of other golf caves. Yes, indeed. I got I got fun stuff in here. You certainly do. <laughs> 3D stuff and some launch monitors and force plates and TVs and gizmos galore. And if you ever want to get better at golf, find a, a Jeff. Either this Jeff or someone like him that's got the gadgets and the gizmos and the talent to be able to uh, show you what you're doing wrong. Not only show you what you're doing wrong, but actually you don't spend a lot of time showing people what they do wrong. You just show them how to oh. do what they do right. Or, and better. Yeah. Right. We'll just take what you are and we'll say, hey, how do we make this better without ever making it worse? That's the key. It's, it's why the talented players keep coming because I'm not going to let them get worse one second. And even the not-so-talented players like me. Yeah. Like me. I got to tell you, man. Coming more talented, I promise. I am not. I promise I'm not showing off. I promise I'm not tuning my own horn. I promise that I attribute all of this to you and to you alone. But I was playing Sunday after our show, and I was playing with the guys, you know, Intrepid Producer Mark and most of the guys that we always play with after the show on Sunday. And I missed one fairway, one fairway, and out drove all of them. On the other fair, even the one I missed, I still was substantially farther down the line, uh, just was a little too much over to the left. Man, I am striping it off the tee. I am striping my fairway woods. I am striping my hybrids. Those are the things, and, and I'm hitting my irons straight. I have not, I have yet to find, well, we'll just, we'll, we'll get into it. We will make sure that everybody knows how to do all of that by the time this show is over. Maybe a little longer. Who knows? <laughs> we got those weekend golf guys. Got a lot of great stuff coming up, so stick with us. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us. We'd love it even more if you'd go there and follow us. Facebook.com slash golf guys. I've been transferring stuff into my new wallet from my old wallet, which was so thick. I had to take it out of my pocket to play golf because it made me unbalanced. But I have a new thin one now. And no, no, I wasn't stuffing it with money. Don't think that's what I'm trying to tell you. No, you know, debit cards, credit cards, ID cards, all those business cards that you collect and say, well, someday I'll get around to filing them and, and receipts. Uh, same difference with those two. That's what I had in my wallet. But now I have a brand new wallet, and it came in this month's Box of Awesome from Bespoke.com. It's a great wallet. Its line of trade is the brand name Really Soft Leather. Very thin, holds up to 15 plastic cards and money and all kinds of good stuff. Someday I'm going to have enough money to actually put in that wallet, too, I'm sure. Also got a little space pen in there. You know, you've seen the, it's the one that can write at any angle. It can write underwater. I mean, this thing is phenomenal. And I got it in a box with a bunch of cool stuff because I went to 
boxofawesome.com, and I filled out their little questionnaire. They gave them some insight into my personality, so they've got an idea what it is that I think will be cool. And then every month, they send me an email saying, hey, we got a box for you put together, and here's what's in it. And you go, hmm, that sounds very cool. Yes, please, send it along. And if you do, it'll cost you less than 50 bucks and guaranteed to be worth more than 70 Not too shabby. But if you're not feeling what's in it that month, just say, listen, guys, uh, I'm going to pass this month. I go, okay, cool. Talk to you next month, buddy. And that's how easy it can be. And to make it even less expensive for you right now, if you go to boxofawesome.com and use the code WEEKEND when you check out, you're going to get 20% off the cost of your first box. And it is going to be awesome. You are going to understand that I just ain't whistling Dixie when I say boxofawesome.com is where you need to go because it's good stuff and it's very cool. Boxofawesome.com. Use the code WEEKEND at checkout and get yourself 20% off your first box. Do it now and you thank me later. Boxofawesome.com. And thanks for hanging. We are those weekend golf guys. Got uh, a buddy of mine who's a meteorologist uh, down in Atlanta. He used to be with the Weather Channel. Now he's got his own business called Weather Pros. The dude's a golfer. The man uh, absolutely knows. In fact, he was playing golf with us up here during one derby week. He came up from Atlanta to hang out with us, and uh, we started playing golf out at uh, Chariot Run. There are no trees. <laughs> there, there, are, there are no places at Chariot Run, really, to to take any harbor from the weather. Well, in a ditch. There's low spots at Cherry Run. Yeah, there are low right. spots, but, that, you know, I, I wasn't up for being rained on and maybe washed away with a flash flood that came up, which is another thing that, that David uh, is concerned about with, with thunderstorms on a golf course. We'll get to that later. But, but man, I did not hear any thunder. I did not hear any lightning. He looked up at the sky and saw some clouds, and those you know, those big, tall, white thunder boomers. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, and he's looking at it, going, "That's not good, fellas." And he said, "You know, when we finish this hole, John, we should uh, we should go back to the clubhouse." And I'm like, "Why?" He said, uh, "Let's just do that, okay?" <laughs> I said, "Yeah, fine." So we went back to the clubhouse and uh, sat there. And um, a few moments after moving into the clubhouse and getting our first round of drinks, total downpour. You and I were in the same situation. We were supposed to play together at the Donald Ross course up at French Lick. That's right, we were. And a storm uh-huh. came in just before we teed off, man, and it was, uh-huh. I mean, talk about flash flood, you couldn't see the fairways. Yeah, they got to hang out there and have a few drinks and talk a while. We did, because it was yeah. raining too hard to get back to the car. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was. You're standing there pouring down going, ow, well, yeah. let's see, I don't want to wring myself out. Um, <laughs> exactly. <so. laughs> exactly. Plus, you're, you know, your daughter was wearing a white golf shirt, so we had to take pity, make sure she didn't get too wet. True. You know, we are going to be talking a little bit later on about how to keep yourself safe in a thunderstorm, how to recognize when stuff is about to take a turn and don't wait to the last minute because that can be dangerous. I had mentioned in the opening that um, my drives off the tee, and not only are, are they going straight, but they're going long. I outdrove everybody in my group every single time, even on the gr- on the fairway that I missed. And I you was just a- wanted to say that twice. I just I just wanted to say that twice, but it's because Jeff taught me how to do it. I'm not okay, swinging any. Twice. I'm not swinging any differently than I did. Yes, you are. Well, it doesn't feel you like it. You just don't feel it, right? Right. It's, it's not like, yeah. well, no, you need to stand this way and then swing this way. And, and it ha- I mean, it never felt uncomfortable making the changes you had me make. Yes. That's the best part. Yeah. Where I took what you could do and, and made it part of who you are as a golfer. 
and it didn't feel like it was anything out of the ordinary for you. Nope. It didn't feel like a different swing. Nope. Because I left you with all of the parts that you can freely, easily reproduce based on your body mm -hmm. and how you move. Mm -hmm. And that's why it felt easy and natural. So all I did, John, was I took away the bad. Right. And I chiseled away at the bad. Kind of like when Michelangelo said that he's not creating these statues from nothing. He's chipping away everything that wasn't the statue, yeah. that wasn't the end product, right? That's exactly. I'm yeah. leaving you with the best version of you. That's what I can tell you about what I've, what I've done. And, and the techniques offered for uh, improving, because I, I know if, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you understand the bad problem I had with my irons is I've had probably a 20, 30-yard power draw. You're being kind with the term power draw. <laughs> Right? I was pulling For everything all of you out left. There in radio land, that is a pull hook, <laughs> otherwise known as this thing has duck feet and quacks all the way to the left. Right? That's what it was. Just so that way you can all understand what he's really trying not to say. Yeah. But again, power draw. A <laughs> it sounds power good. draw sounds cool. It doesn't it? Throw in the Powerball today. <laughs> I got my power draw going. Yeah, really. Is that why it's only 40 yards to the left and yeah. 10 yards off the ground? Yeah. That, that Power draw? Yeah. Sometimes I just overcooked yeah. it, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like, I, I meant to do it, just not that much, you know? Yeah. yeah right. Got away from yeah, me. That's yeah, that's exactly. the ticket. <laughs> yeah. But that's the general shape. It's in the air some. And mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> but I, I don't want to say you changed everything, but you changed everything. Ball position grip where i put my feet and yeah. and and a few a few tips and techniques a little pre-shot routine ideas to make sure that the club face was going to be square to the ball when it made contact it is so much better when you can actually take your second approach or your second shot your approach shot and put it on the green do you know how well you score when you do that it's amazing <laughs> absolutely yeah. freaking amazing and and it's really great when you know the the guy you've played golf with for twenty years or so gets in the cart and goes, okay, not that I'm keeping track, but you just parred six of the last seven holes. What the hell are you doing? Follow on the right instructions. That's it, Smith, Jeff Smith. Look him up. Give him a call. You know. Um, so I have a lot of people as a result of this show mm -hmm. and, and listening. They're all over the country. It's the greatest thing about you know we're in we're in a hundred and two different cities or different markets. Right. It's just crazy where I'm getting phone calls from and, and people are sending me videos and we have a conversation and I work with them online Yeah, yep. of, of what's happening out there. It just blows my mind at how many people I'm able to help and either via a phone conversation or a video conversation online, you know, a live video chat like a, like a Facebook live thing or like a, 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 a live Zoom meeting or something. It's, it's unbelievable to me what we're able to accomplish these days with yeah. technology in between. You know, one of the problems with drawbacks is when, when you do start getting better and the people that you have played with for a long time are not, um, you kind of want to uh, attack their problems with an almost evangelical zeal. But, you know, I've learned a lot, but I have also learned that I'm not a teacher. I don't know enough. I don't know a lot. I've just learned a lot from you about my game. I can't recognize their game. 
You know, I can tell them what you told me, but it may or may not work for them because they may or may not have the same situation that I had when we started because everybody's different. And your big time answer to every question I ask you is it depends. And I yeah, understand that. Right. It, it makes you mad, though. I know it does. <laughs> you know, you just want that cut and dried answer that we can, you know, that we can just publish, so to speak. You right. know, and here's the trouble. I, I used to do magazine stuff. And, and I'll probably do magazine stuff again here in the future. And, and I've, I've made a bunch of videos and I've done television. And, you know, the thing about all this is, is that no matter what I do, someone is going to be the receiver of that information. And I don't know anything about their golf game, anything about their body, how they move. And this information that I present may or may not help them. Yeah. Depending, right? Yeah. If, if I just said to the gen, for, to the masses what I said to you and would help you with, there's a large portion of people that would take that information and be better as a result of it. And to those people, I would be smart. Right. And then there's those few people out there that that does not – the information I presented does not apply to them. And to those people – that didn't get helped by that, I would be dumb. Mm -hmm. And that's the difficulty in, in this is because it all depends. Yeah. And so the, the, the point here is, is that we could go on and on and I, and I offer all kinds of things up on, on our radio show that I'd love to do, but I have to be careful with my words. So all of our listeners out there can hear something and temper that talk about what the club needs to do and how, one way or another people can do it right yeah just keep in mind this is not a cookie cutter thing there is no one size fits all in the game of golf no um, and you got to remember that when you look at all the commercials on tv they say you have a problem doing x well buy this club y and you will get results z now i i don't want people to over to overdo what you just said yes there's not one way but let's not forget that you just can't go about it willy-nilly. Still some mechanical things that oh, are sure. absolutes. Yeah, the definitely. things that must get done, right? Let's and see if we can so if we can nail Jeff down to a specific answer when we come right back. We are those weekend golf guys, don't you move. If you're in sales, you know that people buy things from people they know, they like, and they trust. It can take forever to build that kind of a relationship unless you use golf. Business golf is the quickest way to build trust with your clients and potential customers. TheBusinessGolfCourse.com. Go there now and check it out. Zig Ziglar said that if I like you, I will talk to you. But if I trust you, I will do business with you. And that's the frustration of all of us in the business world. It takes so much longer to build trust than it does just to get someone to like you. Unless you have a shortcut. And that's why we're here. We have a shortcut. It's called golf. We have a free group for you to join, and we can explain it all. It's called the Back Nine Advisory Board. Go to thebusinessgolfcourse.com and join for free our Facebook group, the Back Nine Advisory Board. Build trust with customers and potential customers in 18 holes. The Back Nine Advisory Board for all business people who want to learn how to quickly get their clients and their potential clients to trust them with golf. 
the Back Nine Advisory Board, thebusinessgolfcourse.com. That's thebusinessgolfcourse.com. Okay, we are back. I'm John Ashton in the radio studio. He is Jeff Smith at the Golf Cave. Uh, one of us would be safer than the other in a lightning storm, and we'll describe who, who that would be a little bit later on when we talk with David Maddox, meteorologist, about lightning and thunder and rain, oh my, and uh, when and where to get off a golf course in time. But let's talk now about getting on a golf course. And, and Jeff had mentioned that uh, his answer to most specific questions on how to get better at golf are, it depends. How do I hit the ball straight? Well, it depends on what you're doing to make it not go straight now. And he will give you the definitive answer when he sees you, uh, understands what it is you're doing improperly. But a lot of times, man, it's hard to remember or it's, it's hard to get in the groove or sometimes even worse, sitting in front of you at the golf cave with all the high-tech equipment, everything looks great. And we're striping balls right down the middle, uh, hitting the screen and watching how far they go. And then we get out to the real course, and it doesn't quite work that way. And we yeah, want to know I, why. How, how do we fix that? There's a lot of this. You know, we all have fought this thing. thing you know, and, and my students, you know, we, we've gone through this over and over in, in different ways. Jeff, how do I take it to the course? Whether it be in the studio, whether it be on the pitching green, whether it be on the putting green, whether we take it and we do it on the golf course and we do on-course learning, right? That's not the same as taking it to the golf course when you're playing. Right. And it certainly isn't the same as taking it to the golf course when you're playing for something you care about. Yeah. Yeah. For example, I've just solved the riddle of your slice. Mm-hmm. And I got you to hit the ball straight. Like you, you said, hey, how do I hit the ball straight? Mm-hmm. Well, the simple answers get to be, well, let's match up the club face facing direction with the direction that it is swinging in at the time it touches the ball. And then we'll and, and get center face contact. And then we'll have linear shots. Now that's straight. But most people, when they tell me straight, they mean straight to the target. Mm-hmm. So then we have to aim that swing to the target at the time it touches the ball. So those are the big factors, right? Center face contact, Club face matches where you're swinging and you're swinging towards your target, right? Right. So that, that's the easy thing. Let's say that we've solved that riddle, John. And all of a sudden you're standing out there like all my other students going, wow, this is amazing. I didn't think it could get to be this simple in my head. Right. Of what do I have to do? All right. So once you've done it, now how do you do it on the course? That's what everybody wants. They want the information. They want it to transfer to the golf course. So there has to be certain kinds of mental transference techniques. And why do I say mental? Is because I hear all the time, Jeff, you got me fixed on the range, but 30 yards over there is the first tee, and I begin to screw it up. I know that I walk over there with them sometimes and watch it happen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes with people, John, sometimes it's just their routine that they just had on the driving range with a few balls there, and it didn't matter. Their routine changed for when they had one ball and it didn't matter. Yeah. And all of a sudden the ball position wasn't the same. The posture wasn't the same. The grip pressure certainly wasn't the same. The cheek factor, you know, we Mm -hmm. got two of them, right? And they're tight clenched. And they're tight, right? (laughs) Yeah. And, and certain things don't happen. So there's got to be a way that we transfer this ability to get it done in front of me where, cause I've heard, 
I can't begin to tell you how many times I've had people say, man, you just need to come caddy for me or just follow me around. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play great, Jeff, if you just follow me around. I had a guy who was pretty darn serious about taking me to Ireland with him next year <laughs> to play with him so that he would be assured of enjoying himself. Uh-huh. Okay. I might take him up on that. I would if I were you. I might take him up on that, right? <laughs> but the, the point is, is how do you become self-sufficient as a golfer? How do you do this and feel confident and comfortable? Well, there's ways of transferring the practice. And, I, and we call this transfer practice, meaning you're transferring the, the overall skills and ability that you have on the range on working on your skill set. You know, maybe it's making sure your routine's the same. Your grip's the same. Your ball position's the same. Your, your, your mood is the same. Your flow is the same. All those things are the same until you put them under pressure. So part of the deal is to learn to do these things that make it work, whatever the it is, right. chipping, putting, whatever the it is. All these things that make it work, we create a routine that we become unflappable. Now, I know that that's a hard thing for an awful lot of golfers because they are imminently flappable. Imminently, yes. <laughs> right. Indeed, yeah. Because what happens is they, they – so they don't have a set thing that makes them steady. Okay. So what we do is we practice things and we apply pressure, mental pressure. We do things that we play competitive games. This ball has to do this in the air. You have one ball or I'm going to post this video of this out on my Facebook page. That's pressure. <laughs> yeah, I'd say. Right? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> right. Or I'm going to post this out on your Facebook page, which is also pressure. <laughs> it's even worse. <laughs> right. Or your Instagram or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah. But we find something, something at all that starts to add that that pressure so that you gain the confidence so we turn up the heat a little bit in practice sometimes we nail it down to three balls and all three balls must do the same thing sometimes we nail it down to this ball has to do this thing in the air and it has to end up at your target and we start to create some scenarios that makes that happen then we go take it and have them practice under the pressure that we create. Right. I try to create more pressure than what they create when they play. Is it possible to create more pressure than one puts on oneself? Well, that's hard to do, and I try. Yeah, okay. I try to do that because because what the goal is is to make it easier, the game itself. Think about every great coach and their, and their great teams, John Wooden, Bob Knight, in the basketball era, you know what their players always said? We couldn't wait to get to the game because it was easier than practice. Yeah, that's true. Right? No one threw a chair at him Why? during the game. That's true. <laughs> not at them. Right? <laughs> There's during the game, they are not going to get yelled at like they do in practice. Right? right. But the point is, those legendary coaches knew the psychology of, of winning. And performance. Right. Yeah. Is that your opponent in basketball? Not only is it the other team, but it's also yourself. But the opponent in golf is yourself. Right. And the elements, but it is truly yourself and what you create. 
So my goal in, in these transfer practices is all the time I am trying to create as much pressure on the student as I can and transfer it from the practice area to the golf course under pressure. So that way when I'm not there and other people are, then the pressure is lessened Okay. because I made it harder than what they'll make it on themselves. Well, you know, it ain't no simple task for most people to perform under the uh, the gaze of somebody who they are trying to impress. Yeah, so, that's true. Which which is why a lot of us don't don't take lessons to begin with because we we feel too insecure in our game to do it in front of anybody who knows better, like a teaching pro. Yeah. I hear you. I get that quite a bit with some of the beginners. And the first thing that I do is I tell them, "Hey, I remember when I was a beginner." And I begin to tell them, I regale them with the stories of my own ineptitude. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I regale them the stories with yours, John, because <laughs> it, it sounds more fun. <laughs> hey, yeah, so, make, make me famous, man. I don't care. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that I have your permission. <laughs> it just won't be much. that much fun anymore, though. <laughs> I, I Thank you very much. But the point is, is that I want to make sure that they feel at ease as quickly as possible mm -hmm. so that they don't think that their level of performance must become acceptable to me. Because yeah. I remember, you know, some of the first golf lessons that I had, the, the golf pro at that time, he was a certain kind of a player. And if you didn't hit a ball that started out to the right and curved back toward your target, a draw, then th that was the only shot that was acceptable and or legal in his mind. Oh, man. Okay. And if it did anything else, regardless of the fact that that was back in the Jack Nicholas in his heyday era when he was hitting a fade. Right. <laughs> regardless of that, he was all of the good players, all of them, regardless of the fact that he was wrong about that. That was the environment that I learned golf in, mm -hmm. is that the only allowable shot was one that started out right and curved back toward the target to the left. And if you couldn't hit that shot, he was an eye roller. Yeah, it builds up your confidence big time when you do that. It really does. So with you, however, the only the only acceptable shot is one that winds up pretty close to where you wanted it to wind up. Well, I want to make sure they're striking the ball well. Yeah. Because we can make it go wherever. That's true. You know, getting it on target is one of the easiest things that I do. Yeah. But one of the things that makes everybody happy, because they only really want three things. Students want three things. And this is, I've not found anybody that tells me they want anything different. But maybe, John, you can, can tell me something that's different than this. They want the ball to go. They want ball control. They want it to go where they want it to go. Right. They want it to go far. Right. And they want it to feel good. Yes. I'd add a force to that. What is it? They want it to look pretty. They want to look pretty. I have had, <laughs> here's a fun thing. I have had, now this is interesting. I was uh, teaching golf to a bunch of golf teachers uh, in Port St. Lucie, Florida at the, the PJ Learning Center. And one of the teachers told me that one of his students came to him and said, I want it to look good for Instagram. All I want. So what you're saying is you can make it look pretty along with those other three things if you wanted to, right? And uh, you're not going to give me the answer. It depends. Are you? No. Okay. 
No, I, I won't. Thank you. I'll, I'll spare you this time. Thank you very much. Thank you for at least one definitive answer there. I uh, hope, hope that helps on how to get from the practice tee to the golf course uh, with the same game, same swing, etc. When to get off the course. We're going to talk with meteorologist David Maddox from Weather Pros, who uh, is in Atlanta, was at East Lake, saw that lightning, and knew it was coming when we come right back. Just to give you an idea of how old I am, do you know what was cool when I was in school? A Beatles lunchbox. Today, you know what you need to be cool? You need Bomba socks. It really isn't surprising that they're the, the mark of coolness these days. They're the most comfortable kid socks ever. Colorful. I mean, literally bursting with color. And they even have a little colorful bee on them. They're designed with several comfort innovations that help make them feel better than any other kid sock ever made. And when, you know, you put them on a kid and they go, ooh, these feel nice, you know that they're more comfortable than anything they've ever worn before because they're actually mentioning it. Bombas donates a pair of socks for every pair purchased. So when you order some for the kids, why don't you get your own self some too? I wear them all the time playing golf, especially. The anklet-type socks, they're colorful. You can get them so they match your shirt so you look really dapper. Visit bombas.com slash weekend and get 20% off your first purchase. That is B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash weekend for 20% off your purchase. Bombas.com slash weekend. Hey, thanks for hanging and coming back. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. He is at the golf cave. I am in a studio. Uh, in a lightning storm, you would be much safer than would I because I'm under like a 430-foot metal radio transmitting tower. I'm in a cave. <laughs> in the cave. So much better. Uh, we have another guest with us, David Maddox, meteorologist par excellence with uh, an organization called Weather Pros. And uh, David, you are in Atlanta. Yes, I am. You know better than to hang out under a tree when lightning strikes. I would hope. You know, as a matter of fact, I have a picture of that tree. Oh, Thank you. It's, I, I wish I lived close to there, but um, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I don't. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that was just a horrible situation last weekend. And uh, thankfully, five of the people that were struck by lightning are already out of the hospital. There's one that's continuing to recover, but thank goodness that uh, no one got the, the full brunt of that lightning bolt. I understand you paid a lot of money for the ticket and you're going to have to stand in line in the rain and to get to the, the buses to get you back to your car and all that kind of stuff. And it's a major hassle. But there really is no safe place on a golf course during a thunderstorm, is there? Yeah, absolutely, John. There really isn't. You know, they had a 30-minute warning, which I was very proud. You know, as a meteorologist, you know, we get whacked all the time for mm -hmm. uh, accuracy and forecasting. <laughs> yeah. But they had 30 minutes notice. Uh, before the storm rolled through, those six people gathered under about a hundred foot tall pine tree, which is just about as bad unless you climbed up the tree <laughs> to the top. You know, yeah. you know, maybe wearing some spikes, that would probably help. Holding a nine iron if you want to get really bad. Yeah. You definitely do not want to be anywhere close to a high object, be it um, like you were talking about, you're near a, um, a tower, a metal tower of any type, a tree, obviously. Because uh, the tree is actually what the lightning bolt uses to connect the ground where the positive charge is to the clouds where the negative charge is. So they're trying to find a way up so they can join each other. They're trying to, they're seeking balance. They're, they're seeking neutrality, basically, between the positive and the negative. So anytime they find a way to go up, even if it's you standing out on the fairway, they're going to use you to go up and join. And that's when you get that 30,000 degree Fahrenheit, <clears throat> one inch 
channel of electricity going through your body. Yeah, and that that could ruin your whole day, man. I mean, I, you're just know. saying that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here's a thought. Like, okay, so we're all brought up as kids, and we we learn from every one of our parents and our school teachers and all this stuff. You know, you get pulled in off the playground because there's lightning and you know what they do they get inside they get inside a car they do something but we always hear don't go under a tree thankfully yeah like i say no one lost their life but lightning does take a lot of lives every year and if you are in a situation like that let's say that you're let's say that you're hiking or you're uh you're in the mountains and you're you're on a hike and you hear the thunder that's your first clue the next clue is get to a lower area. And if you were out on a golf course like those six people were, the best thing that they could have done was find a low-lying area, even if it was in the middle of the fairway, if they can lie down in that ditch. What is the lightning using the tree for? To go up. So you want to be as close to or below the ground as possible. Pretty simple. So that's another thing, too, that a lot of us don't understand is that lightning doesn't necessarily start in the clouds and come down to the ground. It can move either way, yeah. actually. And, uh, you know, a lot of times, uh, especially out on the plains, uh, you'll you'll see uh, cloud lightning. And, um, you know, it's basically yeah. a similar situation, but, you know, kind of getting into the wonky part of it, you have to have ice is, is one element, and you have to have water. When the warm, moist air rises into the cold air, which you, you don't think of it being below freezing, but it actually gets below freezing pretty quickly in a lot of areas, the lapse rate is what it's called, is about generally four degrees per thousand feet. So, Ooh. you know, do the math, don't do the math, you know, depending on uh, the uh, temperature at the ground, there mm-hmm. you go. So the water goes up and when it changes into ice, it loses its negative charge. And so they are separated, they become separated. And when that happens billions of times, when, it, when it, you get that transition from a raindrop into a piece of ice, then you get, uh, you know, an electrically unstable atmosphere. You know, that's the situation where, just like I said, just getting so, uh, with the science part of it, the uh, it's a difference between the negative charge, which stays close to the ground, and, and the positive charge, which is in the atmosphere, and they're gonna come together one way or the other. Unfortunately, it was through a pine tree and affected uh, six people in Atlanta last week. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of courses have the, the lightning detection systems. And as soon as the, that system detects lightning anywhere within whatever preset radius they've made, I don't know if it's five mile, 10 mile or whatever, the sirens go off and you're instructed when you hear the siren to get off the course. But I have been playing a couple of occasions where no one has seen any lightning, no one has heard any thunder. The sirens go off and... You look up and there's blue sky and white clouds above you. Kind of hard to convince yourself that you really need to get off the course at that point. The lightning doesn't have to be under a cloud to discharge. You know, that's the that's just the science of it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the alarm goes off. They have detected what I was talking about a minute ago, the instability in the electrical field and the atmosphere. Right. And um, and, and it's going to it's going to seek neutrality. And, you know, when it does, you get the discharge of lightning. And again, you don't have to have a cloud above you. It doesn't have to be raining, but that electrical charge is in the air. And I've heard people say that they could feel the hair on their body stand up. Yeah, I've heard that I've too. I've heard that as well. You know, yeah. I haven't had it myself, thankfully. Obviously, if that happens, you are way too close. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, like I say, better safe than sorry. Just I mean, drop, drop all the metal and lay down on the ground and hug the grass. 
if you are wearing spikes, it's the spikes, it's the umbrella, mm-hmm. it's the hundred foot tall pine tree, yeah. get in a ditch yeah. or better yet, when you've got a 30 minute warning, you should be inside safe and sound. We were uh, yeah. playing golf at, um, at Christmas Lake. Oh, nice. We're on the seventh hole. They don't have any lightning detection gear. In fact, they've got signs posted all over the place that tell you they don't. So, you know, it's keep your eyes peeled, your own self. Don't depend on them. But we, right in the middle of a backswing on, on a second shot on a par five, man, we hear this outrageously loud clap of thunder. You're way too close. That's yeah. what we thought. Time <laughs> so to go. We just started moving that golf cart two and a half holes from the clubhouse. The, the wind starts picking up as we're trucking down the uh, cart path on the eighth. There were some people playing on the eighth fairway. We didn't even stop to be polite. We just kept on moving. And we we started moving down the ninth fairway, and I swear we got to about the area of the ninth tee and looked up to where the ninth green was and saw a wall of water headed toward us. That is just so strange when you, you can actually see the demarcation line, not of sprinkles. <laughs> there was no preamble to it whatsoever. It was just bam. And there's a hose in the cloud. Yeah, that's a situation where, you know, you can get flash flooding very rapidly and more rapidly than people expect a lot of times, too. So, yeah, you know, yeah we're talking about lightning, but flash flooding is a situation that's dangerous as well. I'm kind of in a golf cart. I don't know. I mean, if it's got um, rubber tires, man, doesn't that insulate it? Uh, yes, it okay. does. Okay. But most importantly, it provides a conduit from the cloud to the ground. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. So, you know, would I rather be in the golf cart or under a tree? Okay. <laughs> golf cart in the garage. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. You know. <laughs> so we talk about yeah, it, it, if you can hear the thunder, better safe than sorry. Go in the club. Go in the nineteenth hole. Stay there for the duration. Third one, John. Yeah. Be ready to finish <laughs> the uh, round. Right. Huh? Here's the thing. Right. It, there's a lot of other days to play. Yeah. I've heard lots of things as a golf professional in this industry for a long time. I've heard a whole lot of things and I've studied an awful lot of things. And you know, those lightning prediction systems, they still have to be essentially the sensitivity levels need to be set by a human being and they're not an automatic system. They can be set to be an automatic system, but the reality of it is, is that the way these things go, you can't stop it. You can't really predict it. You can you can say, hey, these systems tell you when electrical activity is abnormal and in the area very close. Nonetheless, there's going to be a lawsuit where there's a lightning bolt. There's a lawsuit. And whoever's kind of in charge of that system doesn't want to be on the end of that lawsuit. So that's why you see an awful lot of these golf courses uh, have signs saying, hey, play at your own risk, especially all over Florida. (laughs) You go you go to Florida and there's signs on the first and 10th tee of dang near every golf course you go to is it says lightning is in is likely to be in the area you know play at your own risk they're shielding themselves as best they can from acts of nature when david was doing the um the weather for us when i I was uh doing morning show here in louisville and david was part of the team we always used to tease him that we didn't need him for the months of july and august because the forecast was always the same hazy hot humid with a chance of afternoon thunder showers yeah. and, and in september come back when we need you you know but he always wanted to be around in july and august because that was the only time that he could be almost 95 percent accurate you know <laughs> Don't make me stop right. sorry david uh, yeah. well you know right now with tornadoes lightning mm-hmm. the forecasting isn't 
to the level that, of course, we would like it to be. But if you've got 30 minutes notice for a tornado, if you've got 30 minutes notice for lightning producing thunderstorms, that's a lot better than your uh, grandpa's forecast. As, as a matter of fact, Jeff, I think about on the third day when it was uh, John, Kathy, and myself on, uh, on on the backside at Churchill Downs some year long, long ago, yeah. you know, John gave me a hard time about forecasting the weather and blah, blah, blah. And I said, you know, I'm not your grandpa's weatherman. Our tools are so much better than they were. But right now, there is no science that can forecast lightning or tornadoes precision and timing we know what the atmospheric conditions are but the you know the exact mechanism the timing you know when the storm's going to discharge a lightning bolt we haven't gotten that down yet but we're working on it so here's <laughs> here's the thing that i would love to know and and, and this is the thing that i want to be able to say to the golfers that i come in contact with at, at any point about lightning I've heard many different versions of it can travel how many miles a second and in what radius do we have to pay attention to this? I want to hear it from somebody who knows what they're talking about. Electricity travels at the speed of light. Yeah. That's why you see the flash before you hear the thunder. And as far as how far away can you be? Well, that's one of the forecasting difficulties. We can't uh, go into a 40,000 tall cumulonimbus cloud and observe in real time the, the uh, electric field from top to bottom in that storm. But we also need the water content. Remember I was talking about the transition from water to ice and the collision of ice and water separating the positive and negative charges. I mean, you know, yeah. that's really wonky, but that's that's part of the difficulty in in, in the forecasting of it. If you are within sight of a thunderstorm and you see lightning or hear thunder, you're too close. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. just go uh, get your rain check and drink heavily. Exactly. Yeah. Play golf anytime. That's right. But usually, you can only be struck by lightning once. Usually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and usually, that's all it takes. Uh, yeah, okay, exactly. so so basically from the, the mouths of an expert who understands the science but understands that the science makes it impossible to predict accurately when and where. Uh, so just get over it. It's not his fault. Not not yet. Yeah. Well, like you know, I say, we're working it, on it. It is so much better than it than it was. Right. You know? Right. I mean if those if those folks had, had thirty minutes. Yeah, which they did, didn't they? Yes. I mean, yeah, because everybody else yeah, was off had, the course. They had thirty so, minutes. Yeah. They just and, chose and the wrong place to be. They're under a hundred foot tall pine tree. Yeah, not a safe bet. Yeah, that, so. that, that falls under the definition of dumb. Here's bottom line. You see thunder or hear lightning or vice versa. The hairs stand up at the back of your neck because of uh, various electrical charges around you. If it's too far to go and you're in the middle of it and it came up on you because you're too stubborn to go quickly, then just lay down in a low area and pray. Hug the grass, get rid of anything metal, and pray. Uh, if you get can in a, get in a ditch. Yeah, in a ditch. And if you can get to the clubhouse and to safety, well, you'd be much more comfortable that way anyhow. So, David Maddox, Weather Pros, appreciate your time, sir. Good talking to you again, buddy. Yeah, John, thank you so much. There's a system you could buy. You put a little thing at the end of the grip on your golf club, and you swing the club, and you hit the ball, and by GPS, it, it actually keeps track of how far each and every club in your bag hits the ball. And if you don't know those numbers, you really don't have a golf game. Let me introduce you to NetSuite by Oracle, because in business, it's the same as golf. If you don't know your numbers, you don't have a business. 
And NetSuite by Oracle is the business management software that handles every aspect of your business in a very easy-to-use cloud platform. Gives you the visibility and the control that you need. And that is why NetSuite is the world's number one cloud business system. And right now, NetSuite's offering you some valuable insights with a free guide. It's called Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. You can get it at netsuite.com slash weekend. Hey, who's looking out for you and your business, huh? That's netsuite.com slash weekend to download your free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits. netsuite.com slash weekend. And we are back. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith. You know, I had a, a, a radio buddy, man, who was, was in the same predicament I'm in right now. I was in a radio studio, and there was like a – actually, it was really tall. It was like a 650-foot uh, broadcast tower 100 yards behind the radio studios. And the tower got hit by lightning. The shock came through the radio control board, blasted him back, you know, sitting in one of those chairs with wheels on it, blasted him back about 15 feet into the back wall, injured him substantially, and he gave up that business at that very moment. He will no longer sit in front of anything, and he still gets a little bit hard to handle when thunder or lightning is anywhere in the area, no matter what he's doing. He still gets a little bit nervous, which I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all, man. Lightning is nothing. Nothing to uh, to tempt Mother Nature with. Don't tempt the fate, man. Just get out of the way. Have we mentioned sufficiently that we are now available on the iHeartRadio app? Um, tune in. What else uh-huh. are we available on? Of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the whole nine yards. Immediately after this show airs on the radio, a podcast version of it will be available wherever podcasts are available. You know what you use for podcasts. Make us one of your favorites, would you? You don't even have to listen anymore. Just go to a podcast thing and, and look us up and favorite us because because we need the ego stroke, basically. That's about it. That's all we need. If you would like to join the minions, the myriad folk who have finally decided to maybe take Jeff up on uh, on his offer to help them uh, just get in touch with Jeff through the website, thoseweekendgolfguys.com, facebook.com slash golfguys. And uh, we we got to get another Facebook Live going, man. We got to get that done. I know we your do. schedule is. How about hey, let's let's uh, set up a time, okay? And then let's stick it right on our Facebook page. Let's do that today. We will do that today, and uh, and and put it out there and say, hey, let's go do this. It's now time to to really roll with this. I've got uh, I've got a couple opportunities now that my son is off to college. Yeah, and his his summertime tournaments were gone, and my teaching schedule uh, has now. Uh, gotten a little bit lighter as as I'm not trying to go from tournament to tournament. Uh, and Sounds I think good. They'll, they'll be in the mornings. Mornings are really good. Yeah, and of course, if you can't you can't join us live in the morning, you can always catch a replay. Uh, is that simple? Right. Because they are there forever. So go to Facebook.com/slash/GolfGuys, like us and follow us there, and you of course will be notified whenever Jeff goes live. And another little group you may want to join too is um, the the League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers. That's a nice private group that we're, we're going to have some fun with. And if you use golf for business at all uh, check out a free facebook group that's up there now called the back nine advisory board check that out okay so i don't have anywhere else to send you except to the golf course go play some golf <laughs> 